it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time once again for another Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for January 17th, 2022. I can't believe the Rumble is a week from Saturday. It's crazy that it's already this soon. I feel like only yesterday. We were talking about how we were not having a pay-per-view in December and how I felt like it was going to take forever for it to get to the Rumble, but we are right there. It's it's insane. I also, I do love the fact that the Rumble will be on a Saturday, and I really hope that they start to do these major pay-per-views, all of them, on a Saturday, because as much as I love doing you know, these post shows and wrap ups. When you're doing a pay per view on a Sunday before a Monday morning, it's a little rough. Not gonna lie, it's a little rough. So it's nice to have that extra day to recover so you can podcast late into the night, do all your editing, get everything ready to go for Sunday, for the next day, and then you can just sleep in if you want to. <laughs> So I look forward to the Rumble. I'm glad that they haven't really spoiled anything else lately. Uh, We had more people say they were joining the Rumble tonight, which is always a good thing. Um, Of course, when I say that, it has to do with the wrestlers who are currently there, not legends or people from outside the company, stuff like that. Those are the types of announcements that I'm completely fine with. It's when you get to those those ones that they did with the the women's rumble when they announced uh, the extra people, the legends, and you know people like Mickey James who don't even wrestle for the company and is a, a women's champion, a knockouts champion in Impact Wrestling. Rumors that she'll come out to her hardcore country theme and with the impact uh, knockouts championship around her waist i'll believe it when i see it i'll be completely honest with you but if that were if that were to happen that would be a really awesome moment but yeah we'll see that's next saturday 
tonight. Monday Night Raw coming at you. Pretty good show. Not going to lie. I enjoyed it. Uh, Main event that on paper looked to be a pay-per-view match. But if you think of it from a logistics standpoint on uh, where they're going towards the Rumble, it seemed like a match that shouldn't really have happened. Taking away a lot of momentum from one or the other uh, was Bobby Lashley taking on Seth Rollins. Now, the ending of this match actually, I think, did something to kind of preserve everything in a way. But we'll get to that at the end of the show. So, Raw kicks off tonight with the man herself, Big Time Bex, Becky Lynch, coming to the ring. Talking, you know, her her normal smack talk about how everything that's happening is because of her. Uh, All the legends coming back is because of her. So they all want to get in the ring with a chance to lose to her at WrestleMania. And then then the ring gets a little full. Bianca Belair comes out. Liv Morgan comes out. Dewdrop comes out. And they're all making their cases of how they're going to win the Rumble. Or, in Piper's case, how she's going to be Becky at the Rumble to be the champion. Uh, Bianca and Liv both proclaiming that they are in the Rumble. And then, of course, it turns into a bit of a brawl. And then uh, your first match of the night kicks off. It is a women's tag match between these four ladies. So it was Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair taking on Dewdrop and... The Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. We had ourselves our favorite Can They Coexist storyline arc, which is turning itself into quite the meme. Um, as of, she <laughs> can't even say as of late. It's It's been months now since that's been a thing. Um, as well as another favorite um, meme that has started um months ago as well i believe in october uh but we'll get to that one in a little bit so for this match naturally throughout the match the ladies did coexist <laughs> and even though there was a little bit of a mishap at the end uh do drop able to get the victory getting the pin over live and then turning her attention and attacking the champ to give her you know a bit of bit of weariness a, a bit of a warning come the rumble uh dewdrop is not to be trifled with and if becky thinks she's gonna have an easy an easy ride going on at the rumble she's got another thing coming this for me honestly has an interesting match i've seen piper niven's work and i know how ridiculously awesome she can be how they'll incorporate it with dewdrop i'm not sure and Becky, it's really what is there? To, what else is there to say when it comes to her? For me, this match is is pretty fifty fifty. But you know that's that's later on. We'll talk about you know Rumble picks and everything within the next you know week week and a half. Um, so that way we can get you know those picks going. <clears throat> After that. 
We had an episode of the KO show with Kevin Owens rocking a wonderful tie yet again. Interviewing his special guest of the evening, the drip god himself, Seth frickin' Rollins. And <laughs> Seth's outfit tonight was legitimately those zebra cakes. Like, it was outstanding. He had this black and yellow vest underneath the jackets. He had yellow pockets. Like, when I first looked at it, I'm like, did he get stains on his jacket? And I'm like, oh, no. There's just literally pockets of yellow inside the zebra print. And I'm just like, this is this is actually one of his better looks. Um, I know there's been some that people were just like, what are you doing? But tonight, this seemed to be pretty unanimous. Uh, this was a good look for him. And... So, KO and Seth in the ring. KO announcing that he had this big announcement, earth shattering, you know, changing the landscape. And everybody's like, okay. And KO's like, I'm entering myself in the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, really? All this build up. Thanks, KO. I mean, honestly, I'm excited for it. Um, I want to see this man win a rumble at some point in his career. I know he just signed a new contract, so there's definitely that chance. But the interesting thing is while these two are talking in the ring, Damian Priest, our U.S. champ, comes out, basically tells both of them to shut it, and tells KO that he spoke with Adam Pierce, Sonny Deville, their match that was scheduled for later in the evening is not going to happen right now. I I really thoroughly enjoy this match between these two. It's nice to see Damian Priest getting that upward upper card rub. And obviously, you know, he's the U.S. champ, so, you know, he's in that mid-card territory. You have Kevin Owens, you have Seth Rollins, you know, they're you know, upper echelon, you know, high, you know, top of the card, and he's having himself a match with KO. Now, before the match started, we had the other meme that I was talking about earlier in the podcast. Last week, they didn't show it. And I'm saying showing it, meaning the whole thing with Veer. Now, since they separated him from Jinder Mahal and Shanky, they, you know, they, they, they touted him as being this next, you know, like monster for Raw. And they've had these vignettes where, you know, Veer uh, Mahan is coming to Raw. And it's been it, it, it's been happening apparently since October. Uh, and it's been every single week. You know, the man's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Just an endless stream of just, yeah. And last week, it they didn't show it once. <clears throat> Twitter was in a rage. And I believe I even mentioned it last week on the Raw Review, um, how they didn't have the actual, you know, little vignette for him. This week, they actually kind of mixed it up. They added some some actual dialogue to it. And 
it made it seem more robust, but still, at the end of the day, it's Veer coming to Raw. So the man's back on the road again, just getting his steps in. His his you know his Fitbit must be out of battery by now because it's been since October. He's been walking. It who knows? And obviously, with Raw changing you know locations every week, he has to walk that extra time. So you know, by the time this man gets somewhere, it's they're already gone. So. I have a I have a hypothesis for this. I have I have a feeling that this man is going to show up at the Rumble. He's going to come in, wreak some damage, eventually get eliminated, and then not show up on Raw, and he'll still be coming to Raw, even though Raw will most likely be in the same town. The man won't show up. <laughs> um, that's just what I'm thinking. Although, if you look at it. Some of the big returns um, or debuts do happen after the big pay-per-views. Um, I know after the Rumble, it is all aboard the road to WrestleMania. But having him debut at the Rumble, having a good showing, and then leading that on to the next night at Raw, I think would be a nice real debut for, for Veer. Um, but obviously, that's to be determined he could be just coming to Raw forever and, and never actually appear. It's like it this is this is worse than Emelina when that was a thing back in the day. <laughs> so it is what it is. Going back to the match, Kevin Owens towards the end of this match getting a, a apparent leg injury. And uh the ref stopping the match, you know, to have a trainer come out and look and and Damien doesn't know what to do. He's just kind of like, you know, little, looks a little distraught. KO, this beautiful man. <laughs> uh, a total ploy. Kicks Priest in the gut, delivers the stunner, gets the one, two, three, defeats the U.S. champ, number one. So in doing so, maybe puts him in line to become, you know, a contender for that title. I think that would be cool. If KO is not going to win the heavyweight championship, might as well have him go after the secondary title. I would have no problem with that. I was a big fan of the face of America. Uh, when, when he was, was us champ back then, I, I didn't like the shaved face that, that I think that was the biggest thing for me that completely threw me off, but yeah, give him a title. Let him run with the championship for a while. If he's not going to be in the heavyweight championship for now, let him be in a contendership for a title. And the U.S. title, I think, would fit him perfectly. After that, we had ourselves a graduation. It was Four Point Otis himself graduating from the Alpha Academy, doing his, you know, passing his final, his final grade, his final exam. By helping Chad win the Raw Tag Team Championships last week. And of course, graduation. You can't have graduation without some type of speech. And unfortunately, <laughs> Chad was not the only one to give a speech. Randy himself comes out. Or should I should say, Riddle first comes out in a green graduation gown and has this lovely speech that's on a napkin which of course is hilarious in its own right because it's riddle and obviously this is 
very upsetting for Chad, very upsetting for, for Otis. And Otis gets out of the ring to go after um, Riddle. While he does that, Randy somehow slithers into the ring, delivers an RKO to Chad Gable. And then as Otis tries to get in, Riddle attacks him. And then Alpha Academy is scurrying up the ramp while <laughs> Randy and Riddle are standing in the ring. Riddle puts Randy in one of the gowns and with the ta- with the hat, the tassel, and everything. And it was just outstanding. It was hilarious to see. You can really tell Randy's having a great time right now with Riddle. <laughs> so they're going to have their rematch for the titles, which I'm assuming obviously will happen at the Rumble itself. I hope Alpha Academy retains. That way, Riddle and Randy can go into the Rumble. And then my master plan that I've been trying to hatch for a while will actually have some fruit with Riddle eliminating Randy in his hometown, kicking off their eventual feud that will go all the way to WrestleMania. After that, we had another one of those interesting promos with Vince McMahon and Austin Theory uh, that was showing a recap of Austin's last match with Finn Balor, who made his return to Raw after being gone for the past month. Uh, And Vince basically told Austin if Austin didn't win his match tonight, that Vince would drag him to the back and beat him into a bloody pulp so that I guess I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. (laughs) <laughs> it would be nothing but blood, snot, and uh, broken bone fragments or something to that extent. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. And then, to top it all off, he would take a photo of that, take a selfie, and send it to Austin Theory's mother. Obviously a great thing to get from your son's boss. <laughs> so we had our next match, which was Austin Theory and Finn Balor. A great match between these two. And surprisingly enough, Austin Theory gets the win. And not only does he get the win, he then attacks Finn after the match, takes more selfies. So it kind of makes you wonder what they're doing with Finn, other than giving Austin the rub. kind of makes you wonder. Because Finn was doing real well down in NXT. And then once he came back up here, he's kind of gone right back into where he was the last time he was on the main roster. So it's a little unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, eventually, they will give him something to do that's not just putting over a young kid. Um, because Finn still has plenty in the tank, and he deserves another championship run uh, at some point. Uh, after that, <clears throat> we had some interviews with Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. <clears throat> and I feel like they they did a real, they missed a real opportunity tonight with not p- putting Nikki A.S.H. in dark clothing. Um, they kept her with her traditional red, um, blue and yellow, um, blaming Rhea Ripley for for everything that's happened, painting Rhea as the as the villain, 
<clears throat> and Nikki as the, the the hero in all of this, even though the roles are reversed, but it works because Nikki's dressed as the hero and Rhea's always been, the, you know, dressed in the dark and everything else. So she's dressed as the villain. So the irony is not lost on me with this whole with this whole thing. So they were scheduled to have a match tonight. Before the match started, we had an interruption from the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, your queen, Zelina Vega, and the self-proclaimed most beautiful woman in WWE, Carmella, um, basically just coming out and running down both of them like they have been doing for the last month. <clears throat> this caused Nikki to attack Rhea before the bell rang and basically threw her around threw her on the outside, threw her into the stair, into the steps, <clears throat> and the match never happened. So, which I'm kind of glad because all this stuff just happened. It's nice to let it breathe a little bit, let it kind of go on. I don't know if they'll actually end up having a match before the Rumble. Obviously, I'm assuming if they're in the Rumble at the same time, stuff will happen. Um, so we'll see going forward, but I think this feud should be fun to see for the next couple of weeks. After that, we had ourselves a nice little segment in the back uh, with Dana Brooke and Reggie, you know, trying to pump Reggie up for his match with Omos that would be happening next. And as they walk off towards the ring, they kind of pan over to the right and up a little bit. And you see Akira Tozawa, Tamina, R-Truth, and one of the refs with bags of popcorn just eating and just watching the whole thing develop because Reggie's got a snowball's chance in hell winning this match. And sure enough, <laughs> the match starts. Dana's already out there. And of course, while Dana's out there, 24-7 rules are still in effect. The entire line of 24-7 champion, you know, contenders run out to the ring. Omos takes them all out except Tamina. He just kind of stares at Tamina, and then Tamina just rolls out of the ring and continues on her chase of Dana Brooke. This, of course, prompts Reggie to try to do something clever. But, of course, backfires. He tries to do a crossbody off the top rope. Omos catches him and just drops him with his two-handed choke slam powerbomb. And uh, he does his standing on his chest, and that's it. Reggie's dead. <laughs> um, after that, things get a little interesting. Maurice earlier in the night had sent something to Beth um, stating that she just wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one in the ring with her just to talk and, you know, straighten things out, you know, woman to woman, mother to mother, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Maurice comes out to the ring, basically says the same thing, invites Beth out. Beth comes out with, with Edge and... They stop about halfway to the ring, and then the two ladies have their conversation. She then invites Beth 
or I should say, I step back. She told Beth that she doesn't want to fight her. She thinks that they should be, ta- you know, they should be friends. They should be best friends. They should be tag partners. You know, they shouldn't be fighting each other. You know, they're from the same, the same time frame. You know, and then everything was, you know, the, you know, they're because of them. You know, the women's revolution is what it is, et cetera. You know, the whole the whole spiel. So Beth's like, I'm not, I'm not believing anything you're saying so i'm gonna come in there and kick your butt so she gets in the ring and then all of a sudden miz from out of nowhere attacks edge edge able to fight him off but of course this distracts beth maurice takes her purse that she had with her clocks beth in the back of the head dropping beth immediately edge sliding in the ring maurice able to get out and her and Miz run to the top of the ramp where we are shown that what was hiding inside her purse was a legitimate brick. So she smashed Beth's back of the head with a brick. Yeah, that's probably not going to sit well, and it's definitely going to backfire come the rumble. I know at this point now that this match is essentially going to be how... How can Ed, how can Edge and Beth utterly destroy the Miz and Maurice? And you know what? I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. After that, we had an eight-man tag match. Street Profits and the Mysterios took on the Dirty Dogs and Apollo and Commander Aziz with Montez Ford once again using his go-go gadget legs, getting this ridiculous five-star frog splash with the win and then going on uh, from something before this match started the street profits and the mysterios were joking around in the back about how they were going to eliminate everybody and you know win the rumble by themselves it was funny because all four of them had said that they were going to as a team eliminate 29 other men and i kind of was like wait guys that's not how math works. I know that Braun is NXT champion, but his math should not be in, in on, on the main roster because there's only 30 people in the Rumble. And if you eliminate 29 of them, that means one of you are gone too. So, <laughs> yeah. But so after the match is over, Mysterios and the Street Profits are celebrating. But Obviously, with the Rumble right around the corner, the Mysterios literally pick up both Street Profits and throw them over the ropes, effectively eliminating them from the Rumble. And as they're celebrating, Ray, he has a teachable moment for his son. Uh, Dominic uh, kind of pointing and laughing at the, the Profits after what had happened, and Ray grabs Dominic by the legs, throws him right over the top rope, too. And uh, Dominic stares up at his father like, what are you doing? And Ray's just laughing at him and does the whole John Cena, you can't see me. And it's just, yeah. So uh, I feel like that's just extra fuel to that fire with Dominic now definitely going to be eliminating his father to come back. Um, We then had another video segment with Miss Bliss, a very short one this time. Um, She's obviously still hooked on Lily. So we'll see where that goes uh, going forward. After that, 
we went to our main event. Like I said, this main event, I don't really feel like it should have happened. You have both your challengers for both the Universal and WWE Championship fighting one another. The momentum. I really feel like this could have been a disaster, but honestly, it really wasn't. The match was outstanding, as I knew it would be, but the ending in WWE fashion, of course, ends in a disqualification. As the Herb business comes out, Cedric and Shelton Benjamin attack Lashley, causing the DQ. Lashley, of course, then just demolishes the Herb business. That's happening. Seth's in the ring. And Seth then gets ambushed by the Usos. So both challengers look essentially, I don't want to say weakened, but in a way it kind of keeps them strong, but yet shows their vulnerability. So like I said, overall, good good show. Um, I'm interested to see how the Go Home show will be next week. I know there's a few things already on tap. Um, including a celebration for Maurice's birthday. And um, they announced a couple other things, but that is escaping me at this moment. But that's okay. Uh, good show. Like I said, I'm looking forward to see what the rest of the week brings. You know, NXT is tomorrow. Uh, and obviously AEW on Wednesday on Friday with SmackDown as well. And then we're into the go-home show territories. Um, I'll also be talking with uh, with Sam, who's still enjoying his lovely vacation out down in Florida, to see what we're going to be doing about our Rumble picks. Uh, we'll talk with our boys over at uh, Back to the Ring as well to see how they're doing and see if we can throw together a, uh, a pick show for you guys. Not sure when it's going to come out. Not sure if it's even going to happen, but who knows? We will find out. But guys, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you're listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Guys, once again, I really appreciate you all listening, giving me your feedback, and I look forward to seeing what the rest of the week brings. Most importantly, though, guys, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.